Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Jenna Kennison, and this is That Story Show. Is that how you say it? Hi, this is Jenna Kennison, and welcome... Oh, wait. You changed Because I'm doing three different versions. Hi, this is Jenna Kennison, and this is That Story Show. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hey! Uh, what? Hey, he was cooking pizza. I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, podcast people, this is that story show. For our whole purpose is to brighten your day with hilarious real-life stories, this is episode 279. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Yes, I'm John, and I love the colors that don't run into each other. Awesome. I like food I that doesn't do that, too. Oh. And cars. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cars that stay in their lane, I'm a big fan of that. So how are you doing, man? You doing good? Yeah, it feels like a Monday, but I know it's not. So. I know. I, it's almost Friday. It's crazy. It is. almost. Yeah. Yeah, it is Friday for those who are listening to this on the day that it releases. So uh, that's true. Well, no, the day after it releases, I release it on Thursday. It Whoa, Thursday, Thursday evening. So man. some some people jump right on it, man. As soon as it comes out, they're they're listening and feedbacking. It's crazy. My heart, I love it, yeah. man. I need to get back in that game. I'm a little off the Facebook social media platform. I uh, it's okay. I need to jump in it. It's all right. I miss it. I do really bad. Well, I miss it. I wanted to um, do our opening story. We always start with an opening story. And this one's from uh, William James posing as uh, a lady named Eleanor. Um, and this is in response uh, to, to the show two weeks ago, which is this episode <laughs> is dedicated to. It's the episode called uh, Dead Bambi, uh, <laughs> where John thought it would be great to open no. up. His weekly update with um, a story about a, a girl running into a deer, killing it, yeah. and killing its uh, baby deer baby. Um, mm-hmm. We don't understand. We don't understand why that was supposed to be a funny story. I, I've I've sent John back to uh, boot camp. Uh, yeah. That story show boot camp. To, to learn what the difference between tragedy and comedy is. Um, yes. So hopefully, hopefully it'll work out. But uh, we had a lot of people defending him 
I knew they would oh. be because I gave them a hard time. I gave you a hard time, didn't I, John? Yes, and it was well deserved. No, I, I don't I, know about that. I always go overboard with my corrections. <laughs> Especially considering no. you're doing me the favor by being my guest host. I, I I shouldn't be so abusive. But I knew people would come to your defense. And they did. So this wow. entire yeah. episode is dedicated to death. Since death oh. is apparently funny. Oh, no, it's not, though. I learned that. That's lesson <laughs> one in the boot camp you sent me to. Well, we're turning that on its ear. So here we go. Uh, this is called Rest in Peace, Dear Dear. Uh-oh. Some of you will remember the old stories of De- Eleanor and Deer Deer. Hi, my name is Eleanor, and I have a sad, funny story. <laughs> See, they're already into it. <laughs> I was walking my deers, and I asked them to poop on command across the road on my grandson. <laughs> I tell you, these are made up, but they're great. But, but on their way over, they got hit by some idiot girl jamming out in her car. So it turns out John did know my dear, dear and dear, dear junior. So I went to their death chute and I scraped the bodies into some Ziploc freezer bags. The funeral will be next week, but John, you and your, uh, insensitive brother-in-law are not invited. Oh, but James is because of nobody's list. Nobody's story show. That's what he calls it. Nobody's story show. I like that. Just kidding. He says, I, I realized the common theme of animal death and deer's dying. Uh, I just realized. Yeah. So ha- have a good one, William James. Thank you, sir. I always like the stories of Eleanor and, and Deer Deer. So. Eleanor and Deer Deer, man, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I, I almost forgot about that until you, you started reading. I was like, oh, Eleanor. Eleanor. Deer Deer pooping on your son in command. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's do some weekly rewinds. Weekly rewind, of course, is when we, is when, where, we, where, we, we rewind the week and we tell you a story from the last seven days or so. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Cause I kind of got two. Uh, the first one is uh, at, at church. Actually, both of them were at church Sunday night. We meet in a in a building that bakes bread during the day. It's called Bridge Bread on Cherokee in St. Louis. Awesome. Yeah, it's you pretty meet cool. Church in in a bread bakery. Yeah, we're we're working on our building, so we uh, we meet in a little bakery. It's pretty that's cool. Pretty cool. We get cinnamon rolls every every. Oh service. man, that's that's good church incentive right there yeah you'd think more people would show but uh anyway so so this lady her name is stacy um i'm just kidding it's lucy it's lucy her name is lucy we'll, we'll keep her identity secret because nobody heard that yes and lucy she thinks she has a sense of humor she thinks she's funny but she ain't funny and here's the proof she comes in and she's she's the one that plans our annual Christmas party. And she did a great job this past year. All the all the other ones were horrible. <laughs> she <laughs> she redeemed herself this year. You'll you'll hear why I'm I'm dogging her out so much in just a minute. Lucy? Cuz I yeah, Lucy, because I owe her. Um she comes in and she's like, "I have and she announces to the world. I have figured out the theme for next year's ha- uh, Christmas party." 
already. And everybody's like, what, what, what? Because it's a big deal. She always themes it. And uh, uh-huh. she says, we are all going to dress in the same. Every family is going to come dressed in the same pajamas. <laughs> and I, for a split second, totally bought it. And I said, no, no, yes, no. And I even banged my, my fist on the table. And then I realized something I didn't know ever. She listens to my show. No way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're just messing. You listen to my show. And I had no idea. That's so awesome. Now that I know she's listening, that's why I gave her a hard time. Because some of our Christmas parties, she did amazing on, but they they were terrible because of what? things that were beyond her control. <laughs> like what? Like what? Um, let me give you an example. One year she says, you know what? Let's all come in our pajamas, which she she did do that. And we got this great venue, and we're gonna do um pancakes like a pancake bar where you, you tell us what kind of pancakes you want. And we'll make them right there on the fly. And it was a really neat idea. And she always has a hot chocolate bar with just tons of crap to put in your hot chocolate. Mm, yummy. And That's she makes great cookies and, and uh, this gooey butter cake cookies and just, just all kinds of wonderful and amazing things. And then our pastor, David decides to invite like 17 random people and their kids in. At the last minute. And this, and it suddenly becomes absolute chaos. The gift exchange is ruined. The, the, the line becomes a food pantry. You know, there's nothing wrong with trying to help down and out people. Yeah. But it was supposed to be a small family gathering, you know, let's help the, let's help the people a different time. And so this year, uh, she managed to to do all the wonderful things in her home, and uh, we had a great time. There's no stress, no craziness, no chaos. It was no great. extra people showing up. Yeah, yeah. We told David Man. we threatened his life. <laughs> it's it's nice to have a heart like that, but you know, you gotta. I, I don't know. I told him if you get anybody saved tonight, I'm gonna send you to Hades. <laughs> you're taking their place I'm gonna <laughs> kick him to the curb mm. well that's pretty cool that uh you have a an additional listener uh in your church yeah yeah her and her husband listen apparently so that's awesome yeah i had uh one of the guys in my church i don't think i mentioned this um i was talking to him the other day and uh he just kind of stopped and he said, holy crap. <laughs> it's like, great. oh, no. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Um, why don't you go ahead and do yours and then I'll come back with my second one. Okay. Well, I, I just so happened to have pajama related uh, a story here. Oh, good. Because um, it, it fits. My, my boys go to a homeschool. Uh, group so for four days out of their school week um they they're at home so they're doing their work and all that stuff and and then um that there's one day a week at least james's age group he he um he's in a classroom setting you know they have classes and all that stuff so it's a classroom type setting with a teacher and all that good stuff that teacher that's not their parent um and then johnny he does two days a week so 
I was thinking these kids probably get used to doing their schoolwork, you know, in their PJs. Like yesterday I came home, James was still in his pajamas and it, you know, it was like five 30. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's their uniform. That's their school uniform for four days out of the week as their pajamas or whatever. Well, the school the other day um, had to send out an email and uh, let me read you. It's very short. And, uh, <laughs> Do it. I said, dear, dear students, we probably haven't stated this rule outright in a few years. Well, at least not since the great pajama debacle of 2015. <laughs> but pajamas are not allowed to be worn to school as clothing, regardless of modesty. No worries. We'll remind you again in the spring. I thought, that's who's great. showing up in their pajamas? They're just wearing their school uniform. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, they, they get too comfy in that. Uh <laughs> Pajamas. Well, yeah, well, our official stance uh, is against pajamas in public. I mean, is that as a show? Uh, isn't that kind of what we're about? I, I, I think so. I, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, even though you know at the, the school here they do have a a PJ day during Spirit Week. Right. Right. Um, well, that, you that's different though. That's that's different. That's different. Just it casually showing up though. Yeah, like at, at Walmart. If you're in your pajamas at Walmart, you're You you're need to wrong. go home. You need to go home and change clothes. Your, yeah. But it is very common out there. Yeah, it is. It That's is. That's why I don't go. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Um, That's our official stance. No offense if you like to wear pajamas out in public, but just know that we're judging you. So last <laughs> week, uh, my weekly update had something to do with Jay saying, how are you married? Do you, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. And here's another one that falls kind of into that category. Um, we were sitting at church and I grabbed my wife's hands because I love her and stuff. And her hands are so stinking cold. I mean, they're always a little chilly. She just has cold hands. Um, but they were ice cold. And I, I had a reaction. I kind of went, oh, and, and there's only six people in my group, you know. So everybody kind of turns and David's like, what? I'm like. She has the hands of a witch and <laughs> without context, you know, everybody's obviously looking at her hands to see if they're wrinkled and green. Um, right. She, her jaw dropped and I'm like, I mean, they should, they're just really cold. And she's like, I'm always really cold. And uh, so I, so it's time for prayer immediately following that. Cause they were trying to shut me up. And so I covered her hands in my hands. And my hands are extremely warm. And I, and I realized you know, the prayer went a little long, um, but it was good because I was able to warm up, you know, warm up her hands there and, 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 and do this for, her. um, hmm. the only problem is I realized that the longer the prayer went and the more warm we got, the more moisture was accumulating in there. And I, cause I had forgotten about one major thing that my hands are incredibly warm, but they are also incredibly damp. <laughs> and um i realized that it was probably very uncomfortable for jen i mean it was probably good for a minute like oh this is nice and warm and then the the, the humidity kicked in and uh <laughs> probably ruined the whole thing and i I, re I leaned over after we after the prayer was over and i'm like i'm sorry but my hand warmth comes with comes with some dampness doesn't it she, she's like yes it does it always has and that's why i don't ever ask you to warm my hands and i'm like okay all right so enough said so how are you? How are you married? Is what I heard in my head when I said Jen has witch hands. Witch hands. How are you married, Dad? How are you even married? 
<laughs> I wonder where he gets that sense of humor from. I don't know, but man, he he's getting to the point where he's getting good at it. He he was getting in trouble for a little while. Okay, so yeah, here's an example of that sense of humor getting him in trouble. Uh, he 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 had a dress how you want to day at, at school the other day, and he mm. has a Nike shirt you know and nike pants and nike shoes and nike jacket and before everybody's freaking out about my kids being tied up in brands we shop the the clearance racks and we get you know this stuff on sale and and it's you know probably a year later than everybody else wears it whatever probably nobody's buying nike anymore because of that huge controversial whatever oh yeah whatever uh so (laughs) so uh, you know um well, I, I'm not a brand loyalist. I, I just wear whatever. So I that's what I, I don't care. I don't even know what's going on. But um, so, so okay. So he says, can, Mom, can you wash my outfit and make sure that everything's fine? She's like, sure, sure, hon. And then when he goes to bed, he, he just follows up with, and can you put it when you're done? Can you put it somewhere a little more convenient than the dryer? Oh, <laughs> And I think he was joking. I I hope he was joking. I haven't. I wasn't there, but she didn't take it as joking. And she <laughs> lit into him. Oh my goodness! Yes, Jay, I am doing this for funny. you, and you don't tell me. You know that's convenience enough. <laughs> she and he's like, oh, I was just kidding. Like so. <laughs> oh poor guy. I can guy. I can foresee if he continues down this path. At his wedding, there will be some moment in there where I holler out, "How are you even married?" Yes, <laughs> at the at the at the reception. Yeah, how did this happen? <laughs> this beautiful woman that you're marrying, she must be out of her mind. Mm. So, uh, uh, we got a couple of voicemails I want to get to. We usually do those after listener stories, but these have to do directly with. Um, dead bambi and i wanted you to hear them john thank you so here we go this is uh from carrie james john maybe david uh carrie from toronto and uh i was actually just listening to the dead bambi episode and in defense of john i did find the story hilarious especially everybody's reactions to it so don't feel too (laughs) bad john i got to go to good laugh out of it anyways But it did also remind me of my own story that my mom loves to tell about me. Um, My mom grew up Mennonite, so she didn't really see a lot of movies when she was younger. So after she had me, I was maybe three years old or so, and she decided she was going to take me to the theater to see Bambi. She thought it was just this nice little movie about, you know, a baby deer and his woodland friends. And of course, everybody knows, spoiler alert, that um, right at the beginning of the movie, Bambi's mom gets shot. And apparently in the theater, I just started wailing. Isn't Bambi's mom ever going to come back? No. Bambi's mom is dead. And on and on and on. And I would not be quiet and I would not stop. um, To the point that even my mom was starting to tear up because I was so (laughs) traumatized by the fact that Bambi's mom had died. And so she obviously had to take me out of the theater. And needless to say, it was a long time before she took me back to the movie theater ever again. Anyways, just thought you'd get a kick out of that and uh, proof that dead deer can be funny. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> yeah, dead deers can be funny, th- you know, 20 years later. <laughs> but mm. at the time, Bambi, man. 
Bambi's mom. That a lot of, a lot of people's first uh, a f- first interaction with death at that level. Um, yeah, I actually talked about it on the latest episode of GOK, which is available at uh, GOKcast.com, By the way, uh, I talked about kids' movies and how death is a common theme in movies. And I, I, my belief is they're not trying to devastate children. They're they're trying to endear children to the characters. You know, like in Finding mm-hmm. Nemo, Nemo and his dad's relationship is a lot more connected and close. And you understand why Marlon's protective because of the loss that they experienced, you know? Yeah. And yeah. if you didn't watch the whole opening scene of Up, it just started with the old man on the porch with the kid with the merit badges, you wouldn't understand or root for this grouchy old codger, you know? Who's in this yellow house? You wouldn't know why. You would just know him as an old kaji old man. So just a grumpy old dude. You yeah. Know, so so yeah. It it it's just endears kids to the characters, whether they realize it or not. It's a cheap trick, but it works. So anyway, it gives you kind of a real view on life. And hopefully, oh, John's dead deer story endeared the listeners to the podcast. Mm, maybe yes. maybe there was some hope that something worked out. I don't know. Good pun. Um, this is from John. It's about Bambi. Me? Hey, James and John. I'm I'm doing this the old way. I'm not going to do one of them fangled recorder things. He called in on the voicemail. Anyway, uh, John Wilkerson here. And I wanted to redeem the Bambi story. And the way we can redeem the Bambi story is by having a T-shirt called Volunteer. It says Volunteer Cleanup Crew that has vultures. Eating a deer. There we go. Volunteer cleanup crew with vultures. <laughs> That's what you call them. On the side of the road. That's, That's how we it. redeem yeah. the Bambi story. Keep up the great work, guys. Love you. Bye. Oh, he loves us. He loves us. Yeah. Thanks, John. We love you. I too. wonder if he meant to say that. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> You're going to say yes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he's embarrassed. And <laughs> 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 he just said he loved us. <laughs> You're you're nicer than me. Uh, I love John too. How about that? We love you yeah. too, John. Thanks, John. Uh, and I said mine on purpose. So, oh my goodness. Ah, it's <laughs> it's so so. Anyway, with all of this in mind, that is why today's all the featured stories and the uh, the listener stories are going to be somehow death related. Oh goody! Because death is apparently funny to John. This- dead it's not i learned that that was lesson two in the boot camp you sent me to death is not funny death is not inevitable but it's not funny all right you said you had a featured story so let me tell y'all a story let me tell y'all a story hit us okay well i will uh i will hope that this story brings us some some preface to to my humor perhaps okay so back in the old days and now church is a a very important part of my life right yeah i mean it's i I work for the church i work for the lord but you know i work in a church and um that is my profession and if i was born on a saturday there's no doubt that i was in church the next day because that's just how i grew up um, I know that some kids that grow up like that make it as, oh, I'm not going to ever go to church again. Well, 
I, I did choose to stick with it and it's because it's part of my faith, but it's, it's influential in my life. So, um, many, many years ago, uh, when I was a young lad, probably I would say maybe in the second grade, maybe third grade age realm, um, we were attending a church that met in various locations. Uh, for a while, we met in an elementary school in Winter Springs, Florida. Um, for a while, we met in a Seventh-day Adventist church because the Seventh-day Adventists, they meet on Saturday, and we yeah. would meet in their church on Sunday. It was really pretty cool deal actually because you know, they never used it we met in their fellowship hall but that's not important um and um and then uh, not too long after that we 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 started meeting in a uh, funeral home oh yeah I, I kid you not they had a chapel yeah. you know and 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 that was great uh but <laughs> in addition to the chapel because it was a, a funeral home <laughs> they also had a very large room full of caskets. Oh, and um, that's where they did children's church. Everybody sit in one. Well, you uh, you tease, but uh, no, no, <laughs> we, didn't have, we didn't have kids' church, but we had Sunday school classes, and oh. and we met in the showroom of the <laughs> casket <laughs> showroom, <laughs> and um. You know, it was the kind of church we had Sunday morning service. Dude, they wouldn't had- get nothing done with me there if I was a kid. Every week I'd do the same gag. I'd lay down in one of those things, close it, wait for everybody to get started, and then bleh, come on up out of the thing every uh, week. I I get a whooping I every weekend. Never, I wouldn't even care. I, I was afraid of those things because uh, I knew what went in them, and I didn't know at the time that they didn't reuse them, I, you know. <laughs> I thought that was just like, you know, that was just a showpiece. You put the dead guy in there yeah. and lower it in the ground. And then, you know, then they stick him in a, you know, cause there's a trap up, door on the, him. on the feet and they just pick up one side and slide him back yeah. down. And, they yeah. slide into a wooden box. Cause that's all the TV shows I watched back then. They were just buried in an old wooden box, you know, the, the, they had a pretty coffin for showing them off. And then, but I had never seen uh, a dead body there when we were going to church, but there was this one Sunday that we came and they had the separate room and man, it was just all decorated and there were flowers and everything was just uh, very pretty in there. And our Sunday school teacher said, we can't meet in this room today because they're going to have a funeral here later. And I was freaking out. I was like, there's a, there's a dead person in there. And, um, and my brother, who's eight years older than me, he's like, I'm going to go in and check it out. And I remember, I'm like, no, don't do it. It's not good. What if they come out? You know, just all the imaginations that a second grade kid would have. Um, But I remember watching him walk up to it really. I don't know why he was walking so slow. He's walking up to it, kind of like sneaking up to it. I remember him trying to stick his fingers up under the casket so he could open it up and look in there. And about the time that he started to lift it up, I ran away because I was scared. <laughs> um, and then I remember asking him, did you, did you look in there? And he's like, yeah, you know, he's all being tough and all that stuff. And I, I, I just, I didn't, I, no, I didn't want to have anything to do with that. But the, uh, the day that they decided it probably wouldn't be a good idea for us to meet in there was 
um, it was a Sunday night and one of the, one of the helpers who was just a teenage girl, you know, just a kid herself, kids were acting crazy and stuff and running around and they were back in the, the casket showroom and, um, all of a sudden everything got quiet, you know? And so one of the, one of the adults went back and I wasn't part of this crew because I probably would have a different view on things if I did. But, uh, one of the adults went back there and, um, she was, she was putting the kids inside of, of the caskets. Yeah. <laughs> she was some sort of, um, crowd control. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, we kind of didn't, uh, we didn't continue having our, our Sunday school classes back there or, or the childcare. Uh, Ugh, man, that's just creepy as crap. It's creepy yeah. as crap. So I got closing them, but she was putting them up in there and letting them just kind of sit in there. And this was probably like, you know, three and four year old kids. Oh, and again, it was small church. So, so she wasn't using it as discipline. That's what I would be doing. I'd be like, if you're I, not good, I'll put you in the dead box. <laughs> yeah. I uh, close the lid. Very interesting. I hadn't really even thought about that until maybe it was nap time. I don't know. Everybody, maybe. get to your cots. We don't have cots. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We got some cots here. Here, it'll get nice and dark for you. It's nice satiny and soft. Mm. Oh, the sun's in your eyes. I'll take care of that. <laughs> God bless you, my child. Okay, kids. <laughs> Say your prayers. Shut up and go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Man, I, uh, it, it's interesting, you know, when you meet in a building like that, it, uh, hmm. uh, maybe that's why I have a morbid sense of humor. Maybe, or, or, maybe so. Maybe so. I, I got to, I went to a funeral. I, I didn't have any feature stories for this segment cause I couldn't think of anything. I mean, I have lots of death in my life. Don't get me wrong. I love death as much as the next guy, but oh, it's hard. It's hard to find something about it. It's funny, but I got something that's weird which is almost as good as funny. And uh, I was asked at the last minute to be a part of this funeral. Um, I went back when I was still pastoring full time. Um, they, I didn't have to speak or anything like that, but they had me come up and sing a song uh, on my guitar. And I was there to help with the sound. And, um, but the location of the thing wasn't a typical funeral home. It was, you ever seen those mausoleums? that are at, at, you know, that have squares, they're made of squares. And you, I I assume that there is a coffin slid in each one of those cubby holes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or something, an urn, maybe a big mailbox. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to say it. So, um, anyway, we were in a building, a mausoleum that, that was set up with a chapel inside of, of it. And it was, it was like an outdoor thing. It, it, it was indoors because they had a glass ceiling on it and glass wall on the backside. But the two walls on each side were those. They were they were squares with the with the little uh, uh, plaque on them with people's names. And I couldn't get over the fact that we were surrounded by dead people. I mean, like <laughs> lots of them that had been there for a long time. And, um, mm. 
It, it was a newer building. And so I say a long time, not like a hundred years long, but you know, like, like a long time to leave out a sandwich on the counter kind of long, you know, like, like a week yeah. or two. <laughs> That's too long. <laughs> so, uh, but it, you know, the funeral was very sad uh, and all that, but man, can you imagine? I, I can't, I've never seen, I've been to tons of funerals. I've, I've helped with them. I've led one. Um, you know, you, you, it's part of the, part of the thing when you're a pastor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'd never been in a, a building that was doubled as a mausoleum or a mausoleum that doubled as a chapel. It was just wow. the freakiest thing. And, and yeah, kind of, and I've never really thought about that. Uh, that's kind of weird. You know, like the walls are, <laughs> the walls are made out of coffin. Yeah. Or, yeah. Cubby holes were full of dead folks, you know, just mm. chilling out. And, uh, and we're all just in there, you know. I I I, I don't know what I want to liken it to, but the early church when they met in the catacombs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't have a choice. We got plenty of choices. I just wonder what who thought that up and said, you know, this is a good idea. Let's just, you know, we got we got these walls, got these <laughs> dead people that need a place to sleep. Um, let's make a church out of it. Yeah. And it cuts down on the, you know, shipping costs on uh, yeah. putting them, you know, in the wall. Just slide them right on in there. And, wait, you know, there you go. I don't know. Is it don't want to pray for a healing service in there, though. Freaky. I- <laughs> well, I was off to the side, and I can't remember who I was standing next to, but they were dead. They were in the hole. <laughs> there was a plaque. And so uh, I hope mm. they didn't mind the sound effects and stuff i don't know yeah, it's just weird weird Not a good place for sleeping it's weird what people will do but all right uh time for some uh listener stories unless you have something else uh you know it, you talking about that mausoleum remind me of a quick something yeah um and uh, this just seems so morbid <laughs> talking about <laughs> death but uh <laughs> some time ago um one of our our aunts passed away and um our aunts, 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 and James was just a little guy. I he's probably two, and um, we we went to the funeral. And of course, we didn't. All the family that would typically watch our kid was there at the funeral as well. So I had we had to go, and um, I had to be the you know the dad at the time because it was Amy's aunt. And um, so there, I, I took James because he's a little bit rambunctious at the time. And um, I kind of stood away from where they were having the, the graveside service. And um, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what I did, but I put him down for a moment. And he went running and started making a rocket. He was having a good time. <laughs> uh, he was, you know. Kids don't know. They didn't know. No respect, these kids. But he was running around and he grabbing the flowers on the, the tombstones and, and <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. So I, I actually had to take him and walk him over to the mausoleum behind the walls so that he could do his crazy <laughs> kid stuff. Um, oh, I remember and- walking through. Uh, my mom would go and visit the grandparents, you know, and at the at the cemetery and put put. I don't know that we ever put down flowers, but I I remember the first time walking through as a conscious individual, you know, and not a child. And I was straight walking over graves and yeah. 
And apparently, I don't know if it's just a Southern thing or what, but you don't walk <coughs> over graves. According to my mom, she shouted at me, don't walk over the graves. And I jumped in the air because I thought for sure something was had reached up and <laughs> grabbed me or was about to. Surely mom wasn't just mad. She was in panic mode. She was going to save me from something. I don't know. I don't know. But I've seen other people. They just walk over right in front of the tombstones like nothing's the matter. Yeah. I don't know. What is what's the deal? Listeners, chime in on this. Tell us in your part of the country, do you walk over the over where the body is laying? I'm not you know it, Yeah. I from this from that moment forward have walked around almost like they're just laying on the ground right there, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I make a wide berth. I walk between the tombstones and I, and I'm respectful. I don't know if it's an old thing from, I don't know if it's a respect thing. Is it a thing where they used to cave in and, and somebody might go down <laughs> in there Back I, before they put them in crypts? And yeah. Stuff. I, I still have the reasoning. I haven't thought about this as an adult. I still have the reasoning of that, that child that got screamed at. So I, yeah. I don't know why, uh, and I don't know if it's just my mom, you know, just, oh, no, no, don't do that, you know, <laughs> so help, help me out people. Yeah. That's a, I would, I'm curious about that too. I've never really thought about it. Cause I don't, I don't, I've never been shouted at, but uh, I, I don't walk on top of them either. Yeah. And, uh, I used to work at a church. I, actually my first church I ever worked at, there was an old graveyard right next to the, the church building. And I would go out there sometimes just to look at the dates on the, on the tombstones and stuff. And, and I would never walk on top of them. One, one time we had this visiting youth group and, um, and, and they had to sleep in the old church right next to the graveyard. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I thought that I would be clever and, and come up with this, this eerie story and stuff. And I had gone out earlier and put some uh, candles on, on a couple of the tombstones no. <laughs> that you could see. And I had another guy um, just kind of hiding in the baptistry of this old church. It had these curtains that would open and close. You would, you know, just like those old fashioned curtains with a little drawstring. Yeah. Open and close. And so he was in the baptistry. And when I got to a certain point, he was going to start opening them and closing them. <laughs> and so I was telling this, this, I don't even remember the story. But I was telling him this story and it somehow involved how this person would leave a candle on their tombstone. And it was the evening of their death that very night. And I was telling and they were into it and stuff. And then I got to the part where I was going to scare them and the curtain was starting to open and close and they, they weren't scared. They just kind of looked at me. And <laughs> that was the worst executed, scary thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, well, okay. Have a good nap tonight in this old church. And you had all the right parts. What went wrong? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was the delivery or maybe I just looked <laughs> stupid when I was telling the story. And I don't know. Maybe they were expecting uh, it. They were a little smarter than I gave them credit for. I told you about the monkey man story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, where it's a double scare where you do a little scare and then they're like, Oh, that wasn't scary. <coughs> and then as they're chilling and freaking out about that, now I wasn't very scary. Then the monkey man comes into the room. <laughs> Yes. That's what you needed. You needed the I, curtains as your first scare. And then you needed some 90 year old woman in rags to come just screaming into the room. 
Oh, with man. a candle in her hand. That's what you need. That would have been. It was a scary job. Ah! You know, so I'm never sleeping again. Never. never. Well, that's maybe, great. Maybe I'll get my chance again one day. Death is funny. It's not. That was rule number four. <laughs> and one and, and two. And two, apparently. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> it's the whole class. John, step five. Death is not funny, even if it's a deer. Uh, it's time for some listener stories. Yes, there is. We are going to read some stories from you. This is from Hannah, currently in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. We have a listener in Dubai? Oh, we have plenty of listeners from Dubai, actually. No way. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, we, Dubai it, listeners. Yeah. They, they love us over there. I would love to there. visit your place. That's, I know. That's awesome. I'd just hey, be afraid I'd get arrested. But. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, if you're the kind of guy that, that's afraid of getting in trouble, that's the perfect place to be afraid of getting in trouble. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So this one is called Eastern European Middle School Story. This is this will be good for all us Americans because man, we don't even know. We don't even know what other people have to do in other countries. So do you even have a bumper for that kind of uh, middle school story? Oh goodness, no. But we'll play the old one. Uh, um, Dang it! Uh, move out of the way, stupid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that one followed by the f bomb. There we go. <laughs> what? Uh, You'll see why. Um, My middle school story takes place in the mid 80s in is what in what is now known as the Czech Czech Republic, a country Hmm. that has been under the control of Soviet communist regime. We don't we didn't speak any English, but we loved Michael Jackson, Madonna and all the poorly dubbed Western movies. Unfortunately, the Soviet propaganda aimed to scare us into believing that the USA was preparing to destroy us. Wow, that's polar opposite of what we thought growing up in the mid '80s. Yeah, in middle school. it was it was all the Russians were the bad guys, and they were going to destroy yeah. us. So, nuclear threat. My school was pretty standard and quite comparable to schools in the USA, with one major difference: we had mandatory military education. Oh, I know that's that's where the bomb came in. So, yeah, <laughs> from elementary school, we practiced orienting or or. or orienteering, I guess, working with compasses, shooting targets with a BB gun, maintaining and donning gas masks, and wow. of course, nuclear bomb explosion survival techniques. Dang, they were really into it. The worst we had to yeah. do was learn duck and cover. I mean, duck and cover. And that worked for hurricanes, tornadoes, and nuclear bombs. Yeah, they're going to save us all. So, uh, The military education requirements advanced each year, and in middle school, we were also graded for grenade throwing. What? Holy cow. Holy crap. I'm glad things things (laughs) de-escalated between our countries, because we were going to get killed by a bunch of eighth graders, man. We were doomed. (laughs) You had to learn how to throw a grenade in middle school. <laughs> our, our eighth graders are watching freaking Nicktoons and 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 they're they're lobbing <laughs> grenades at us. I don't know, man. We were you do not pass eighth grade till you throw a grenade. <laughs> it's a, it's a saying. It's a slogan. It's a T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> while these were thankfully mock grenades, 
They were just as heavy as the real ones. One might say, uh, what's the big deal? But let me paint you a picture. I was the smallest and skinniest girl in my class. I was in sixth grade and I never could even throw a ball. Throwing a grenade um, uh, had two components. First, you had to throw your mock grenade far enough away to avoid being killed by it, which I'd never thought of before. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. The second part is to hit a target even further ahead. So you had to get it out of the kill zone and then... But but in theory, further so that you can hit a target. Mm. Um, year after year, this proved to be an impossible task for me. The only commentary to my clumsy grenade chucking was, you are dead, or you killed yourself, as my grenade never left my own kill zone. Oh, man. <laughs> so, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> plop. No grenade for you. No grenade for you. Come back one year. Uh, the last year of middle school was eighth grade. The the great school military exercise was coming up and I was mentally preparing for it. Wow. I also really liked boys by then. And it occurred to me (laughs) that the best way to impress these boys in my class was to achieve the most graceful and accurate grenade throw. Man, the things we do for love. (laughs) In Mother Russia. That's a grenade for you. (laughs) Uh, The judgment day came. The challenge got upgraded. Now we were timed first to shoot a target with a BB gun, then don a gas mask, then run across a mock deadly gas field, and finally successfully hit a target with a grenade. Holy crap. Holy crap. I was ready. BB gun challenge was a breeze. Donning a gas mask fast enough. Running across the field was tough. As the eye mask uh, glass fogged up and I was running blind, Sweating profusely under my rubber gas mask. I got to the grenade station just in time. I picked up that super heavy piece of grenade and I threw it with all the force my scrawny little body could achieve. I I did it. (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. You did it. Um, I did it. But um, not only did my grenade fly over my survival line, I also hit the target. I waited for the words of praise that were sure to come. You are dead, rang through my ears. And only then I realized the gas mask slipped off my sweaty face during my superhuman throw, and I was inadvertently exposed to the imaginary oh. deadly gas. I had, to, I had to wait a couple more years and find new means of impressing boys. Oh, man. Thank you. My kid and I listen to you every day while we battle Dubai traffic on our way to school. From no Hannah, way. currently in Dubai. That's amazing. That's an awesome story for two reasons. Actually, for many reasons. One, because holy cow. Yeah. uh, You know, that's uh, that's so crazy doing that in middle school. And two, we have listeners in Dubai. That's awesome. It's rad. It's rad. We have listeners in every English-speaking country. So. Well, that's cool i don't know how many of those there are though well i mean people speak it as second language so we're, we're talking about oh. south korea we're talking about That's japan uh, obviously uk and uh and canada are two and three but well i'm but, uh, hello international listeners it's yeah. so good that you have us in your ears today love it this uh story is called bat battling um john you want to read it I would be happy to. All right. Bat battling. It's about killing bats. 
killing bats. That's well, the, that's the death tie-in. Is that why I'm reading it? Because I'm the honorary bat. Yeah. Guy. Matter of fact, somebody pointed out on our Discord server <laughs> that April marks ten years of uh, the anniversary of that joke of that no meme. Way. Yeah. Ten years. We haven't been podcasting that long, have we? We've been podcasting I- more than ten years, my friend. <laughs> Since 2006. Oh man, I I don't know how I feel. I last week we talked about Elizabeth Kruger, right? Being a middle schooler now, she's a sophomore off in college and yeah. stuff. Yeah, wow, we're getting old, dude. dude I, I don't. I, everybody else is getting old, not us. What though, we, right? what we should do in April is we should do a bat themed show. That's that's how we should mark the occasion. Yes, just let's a, do it. A bat themed show. I'll I'll give more information out on the Discord server. So coming up, y'all, join bat- the Discord server. Bat theme for the bat meme. Ah, it's another yes. T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, let me read this awesome story. We lived in Kenya. Okay, this is cool. We lived at the coast in a grass-roofed house that looked like one of the places where you would see in a, in a magazine for tropical life. I'm already liking this. I found and attached the photo below. There's no photo. I saw it. It was awesome. Okay, I'll take your word for it. The house had... No real windows. They were fancy metal bars that reached up from the, the hip-high wall to the grass roof. The grass roof went on from about 8 feet to nearly peaking at 18 feet above the floor in the open living area. The metal bars only served as a deterrent for anything bigger than a badger. We lived with geckos, mosquitoes, uh, bugs, frogs, toads, the occasional snake, and bats. Bleah. Bats. One day while the house was being prepared for us to move in, that's just a weird thought to me. You're moving into a house that's got a grass roof. Yeah. And, uh, and wow. wildlife. Okay. And wildlife. Yeah. I mean, I like to feel like that when I'm out the camping. Re- the stuff, realtors but. have a really difficult job there. <laughs> Look, this has only two bats living within it. <laughs> it's a bat room. This is the bat room. You can relax. Oh. Yeah, this is the yeah. Just bring in a an umbrella for the guano, and you're good. Please do prepare yourself. Uh, one day, while the house was uh, while the house was being prepared for us to move into, I went to check the progress. One worker was busy cleaning the house, giving the walls a fresh coat of whitewash, and making any repairs. Upon entry, I noticed the worker, um, Nyayo. Nyayo, yeah. Nyayo. Okay, the worker Nyayo with a concerned look on his face. There were piles of what I thought was dust and dirt. As I got closer, I realized that this was not dust or dirt, but piles of dead bats. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> what? How do, you, how do you get a pile of dead bats Keep and reading. mistake it for... Okay. <laughs> he had used his slingshots and rocks to clear the ceiling of more than 30 bats. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Okay, Nayo is 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 the Batman. Yes, he is. Okay, he's your Batman. So ignoring his massacre, uh, could not take. I'm sorry, Nayo ignoring his massacre could not take his eyes from above. There was one. There was a lone bat hanging from the grass ceiling, about 14 feet off the ground. I asked Nayo how things were going, and I apologize if I've messed his name up already five times. I asked him how he was going, and he just responded. Daddy, I have beaten this one many times, but he will not fall. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's what he sounds like, but in my mind, yes. <laughs> he felt like a failure until he could remove that last bat from their ceiling. With the bats removed, we were told that if we put fishing line all over the openings to keep the bats from returning, we could do that. Put fishing line. That would be interesting. Uh, we moved into the house a week or so later. We thought we were secure with the fishing line trick, but bats came back to the roost of our ceiling, the roost in their ceiling, Yuck. often leaving behind sticky mango-colored guano. Why'd you have our- to say mango-colored? <laughs> because it's what it says. No, I, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at whoever wrote this. Let me scroll down a little bit here. Michael. 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 Mango and mango, that's like an orange, right? I, I think orange, so. Pasty, sticky mango colored so. guano for their bare feet to find in the morning. Ah, oh, such a treat. <sighs> we found where they were coming in and we tried putting up more string to keep them out. I was sitting in one of the enclosed rooms watching TV when my wife said, Um, Michael, you need to come out and hear. That's how she sounded. I stepped through the doorway <laughs> to see what. Uh, what can best be described as a bat tornado. No way! (laughs) That's That's what a bat tornado sounds like in my house. It's craziness. It's madness. There we go. There's Wilhelm. It, It was like a scene from the Hitchcock movie, The Birds, as they swarmed around the room looking for an exit that no longer existed. I think we finally accepted the fact that we should coexist with these creatures, but still felt that some areas were off limits to the flying rats. Amen to that. My wife was uh, cooking dinner while I was out in the main open area with where the bats like to hang out, pun intended. It was uh, getting close to late afternoon. Some of the bats began to be a bit active. One of them must have taken a wrong turn into the kitchen as my wife exclaimed, Get out of my kitchen! That command was followed by the sound of a hollow thunk. I saw a bat tumbling on the floor, exiting the kitchen at a high velocity. I'm sure it was DOA. For those who are not in the know, that means dead on arrival. My wife, the bat executioner, had the wooden spoon in her hand and dispatched her judgment onto the skull of the creature. That's a good shot, man. That is amazing. With a wooden spoon? Yeah. And those things are squirrely fast, man. Um, she had uh, taken it out uh, as was the only part of the body that was making connection with the wooden spoon would have caused the reverberated thunk. John, thank you. This is your warning to avoid Nyaro Nyaro's <laughs> slingshot fishing line and Angela's wooden cooking spoon. Oh man. Yes. I will keep that in mind when I fly uh, to Kenya. Um, as always, it's a pleasure Thank you for keeping us laughing. Blessings, Michael. Michael, incredible story and, uh, and a good warning. And a good warning, a, a good moral, because John, as we know, turns into a bat and flies away. So I do. Go back and listen to old shows. Um, but I only terrorize the people that, you know, complain about them if they're target workers, you know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this one's called Dead Pawpaw's Joke, and that's why it's death-related, because it's about it's it's a joke from a dead guy. He says, "My papa died last year at 96 years old. Wow. He had been ready to go for years, so the funeral was more like a celebration of life than a sad event. And he was known for his jokes. During the mm. service, they played his favorite piece of music, Rhapsody in Blue, which is my favorite too. Cool. 
cool. People would stand and share stories about him or jokes that he told them. But there's one of the jokes that the pastor had to tell after the service due to language. <laughs> wait a second. The pastor's telling the joke. Yeah. When he had to wait till after service because of the language. Yeah. Yeah. Two men are setting up a farm together. While picking out animals for the farm, they begin to argue about the correct name for an animal. One of them said, that's a burrow. The other one says, no, that's a donkey. Just then a pastor walks by. The two men asked him to settle the argument. Well, the preacher says, according to scripture, that animal is the A word. <laughs> yeah, there's your, there's your profanity for the day. Okay. Um, and, and that settled that. Years later, the donkey died and the two farmers went out and began to dig a hole to bury the animal. The pastor walked by and asked, what are y'all doing? Digging a foxhole? And the first farmer replied, well, not according to scripture. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it, yes. really, it really is good. Uh, sorry, you probably can't use this on the podcast, but I thought you might get a giggle out of it. Samantha in Louisiana. Well, Samantha, last week we said nards. So standard is... <laughs> <laughs> a foxhole <laughs> not no. according to scripture so what is it b hole or was it the a hole or the c hole yeah yeah or the d hole you're digging a hole right now that's i'm what sorry doing. you might have to edit all that I, I i really didn't think about it as it was coming out of my mouth <laughs> you're so innocent you get away with it ah uh, let's see um this one's called this is from gabriel in quebec montreal He's, it's Big. called The Day I Thought I Killed a Guy. Yikes. I was working at a grocery store, and I was the guy that took care of buggies. You know, I had to do, I had to take, oh, this is middle school, dude. Middle school. Uh, no uh, doubt. Uh, <laughs> He's working at a grocery store. Uh, I have they to. Re- early in Quebec, I, I guess. I'm going to read it just how it's being written, because there is no punctuation in this entire thing. Here we go. I was working at a grocery and I was the guy who take care of the buggy, you know, and they had to take a full buggy of empty cans because here in Quebec, we have refund for it. Anyways, I go to my full buggy of empty bottles and I turn the corner and this guy came in front of my buggy and bang, he hit me like it was, oh my God, here I need help because this guy fall on the ground and he doesn't (laughs) get up like, oh my God. And finally the ambulance came and I was no way so go outside of the market. Market, I thought I had killed someone and then I came back in the store and a manager tell me that the guy was low in sugar. He was diabetic, so he would fall anyways. So he was okay. It was only a drop of sugar, so the guy is okay at this day's. Wow. Anyways, thanks for take care of your time and check my story. I love your show. I'm now at episode 40, so I can't wait to listen to the episode that you are now. Goodbye, James from Gabriel. Holy wow. crap. <laughs> yes. I think he texted that to you, didn't he? I don't know. No, this came through the email, but he wow. wrote it out like a text, didn't he? I mean, there's, there's, oh, no let me try to translate. I, I'm gathering that he, he's shuffling carts around and he's got a cart full of empties and, uh, he comes around a corner and hits a guy, knocks him over. Turns oh, yeah. out he, he thought he killed him. But as ambulance came, it turned out the guy just uh, was diabetic, and he passed out anyway. He wasn't dead, though. No, he wasn't I'm not dead. dead. 
just need some sugar wait wait quebec is that where uh is that where newfoundland is i have no idea i think that's this guy's english is this guy's first language though right well in quebec they're they're french yeah but a lot of french there so maybe this is written as eloquently as any american middle schooler that's legit yeah that's legitimately true there yeah so on that note hey yeah sure oh forget about it yeah (laughs) the newfies they have a little bit of a a unique accent believe it or not i edited it really yeah yeah like it's not much it's a little longer he he put in more details about the guy that he hit with the with the cart (laughs) um and they were not very nice (laughs) comments like uh commenting on his special needs state you know status and all this and it was pretty derogatory so i i took that out but uh yeah i i didn't fix it much i left it i left it that was the only capital he has the first letter and and he didn't even capitalize the i'm not a grammar nazi so never mind you don't have to be for this there's (laughs) one exclamation point in the center and it's after the omg and then, yeah. <laughs> and then he capitalizes, and finally the ambulance came. I was no way, so I go outside of the market. He didn't even put in the word like. I was like, no way. I could see I that. No way. Know? I thought I had killed someone. Hey, maybe if you read it with a French accent, it would. It would I was working that. at the grocery store, <laughs> and I was the guy to take the care of the buggy, and you know I had to go <laughs> take Pennsylvania. I had to take the full buggy of empty cans into Quebec. We have a refund anyway, so I go to take my buggy of empty cans because here in Quebec we have a refund, and I just read the same line twice. <laughs> 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 so no, I don't think it would work. It was kind of sounded like it was making sense. Really? Let me go here to to the middle then. And finally, the ambulance came. I was nowhere, so I go outside the market. And I thought I'd kill someone. No, see, it doesn't even sound right. I think it works. No. I appreciate your faith in me, but no. <laughs> I, I don't know if our listeners disagree. They'll have to let you know for sure. Uh, listeners, you have two jobs. One of them was to tell us if you walk on graves. The other one is to tell us if you thought the story was working as a Frenchman. Because so. <laughs> in Quebec, they speak the French. I don't know that they have a French accent, though, do they? Well, if they speak French, they probably for do. sure yeah. they do. Well, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Follow us on Twitter at That Story Show. Review us on iTunes. Join our Discord server. I put up a brand new community page at nlcast.com. You click on community. It gives you all of the ways that you can get involved and connect with other listeners. Uh, if you want more great shows like this, visit that website, nlcast.com. I want to say thanks to our patrons for your support. Every month, it, it comes in handy. The latest thing I was able to pick up was an audio interface. Um, for my computer so that I can record some of the uh, and re-record some of the classic NLCast songs and release those for you. So when you join on Patreon, you're doing more than just helping the show. You're helping the whole thing. Community, yeah. Yeah, We're growing and being able to put out more content thanks to you. We got some good ideas on the way, so stay tuned and and get involved now. Uh, It'd be great. Uh, Special thanks to uh, Carrie Wright, 
uh, Philip Ludens, Zane Estrada, James Spangler, and Jennifer Kennison. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash NLCast. And remember, if something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or painful happens, don't get stressed. Just think, this belongs on that story show.